0: Section 21 of American Scenery, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vern Seward. American Scenery, Volume 2, by Nathaniel Parker Willis, Bar Heights Lake, near Saratoga i drove to bar heights lake with the accomplished artist whose name is at the bottom of the drawing on one of the finest days of early september with a pair of crop ponies whose going simply we acknowledged we had never seen beaten on the smooth roads of england and a day over our heads of the most inspiriting freshness we dashed through the pine woods of saratoga in a light wagon and pulled up to bar heights door in twenty minutes from leaving the springs the old man sat under his dutch stoop smoking his pipe and suffered us to tie our ponies to his fence without staring in answer to our inquiries if there was a boat on the lake simply nodded in assent and pointed to the water's edge whether this indifference to strangers is indolence merely or whether herr Barhite does not choose to be considered an innkeeper no one is enough in his secrets to divine he will give you a dram or cook you a dinner of trout and seems not only indifferent whether you like his fish or his liquor, but quite as indifferent whether or what you pay him. In his way, Herr Barheit is kind and courteous. We descended to the lake, and after pulling up to the upper extremity where the view is taken, we returned to partake of the old Dutchman's hospitality, and to have a little conversation with him. Among other things, we asked him if he had been aware he had been put in a book. I hearn tell on it he said and mr wilkins or Watkins has writ something about me but i don't know why i never did him no harm as i know on we had not the book to show the injured old gentleman his picture but as it happens to lie by us now and really contains a very literal description of the spot we will copy out the extract herr barheit is an old dutch settler who till the mineral springs of saratoga were discovered some four miles from his door was buried in the depth of a forest unknown to all but the prowling indian the sky is supported above him or looks to be by a wilderness of straight culinary pine shafts gigantic in girth and with no foliage except at the top where they branch out like round tables spread for our banquet in the clouds a small ear-shaped lake sunk as deep into the earth as the firs shoot above it and clear and unbroken as a mirror save the pearl spots of a thousand lotuses holding up their cup to the blue eye of heaven sleeps beneath his window and around him in a forest lies still unbroken the elastic and brown carpet of the faded pine tassels deposited in yearly layers since the continent first rose from the flood and rotted a foot beneath the surface to a rich mold that would fatten the simple gates to a flower garden with its black tarn well stocked with trout his bit of a farm in the clearing near by and an old dutch bible herr barheit lived a life of dutch musing talked dutch to his geese and chickens sung dutch psalms to the echoes of the mighty forest, and except on his far between visits to albany which grew rarer and rarer as the old dutch inhabitant dropped faster away never saw a white human face from one maple blossoming to another a roving mineralogist tasted the waters of Saratoga, and like the work of a lathe and plaster Aladdin, upsprung a thriving village around the fountain's lip, and hotels, tin tumblers, and apothecaries multiplied in the usual proportion to each other, but out of all precedent with everything else for rapidity. Libraries, newspapers, churches, livery stables, and lawyers followed in their train and soon it was established from the plains of abraham to the savannas of alabama that no person of fashionable taste or broken constitution could exist through the months of july and august without a visit to the columbia springs and populous village of saratoga it contained seven thousand inhabitants before herbar height living in his forest seclusion only four miles off became aware of its existence a pair of loons philandering about the forest on horseback popped in upon him one june morning and thenceforth there was no rest for the soul of the dutchman every one rode down to eat his trout dinner and make love in the dark shades of his mirrored lagoon and at last in self-defense he added a room or two to his shanty enclosed his cabbage garden and set a price on his trout dinners the traveller nowadays who has not dined at bar height, with his own champagne cold from the tarn, and the white bearded old settler gargling Dutch about the house in his manifold vocation of cook, oyster, and waiter, may well not have seen Niagara. End of section twenty one.